We're going live. I'm playing the jingle first. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I gotta, gotta play. I gotta play. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even know when it starts. Warning. <laughs> the following program is not to be taken seriously. What you are about to witness is two self-proclaimed cinema experts discussing the fun intricacies of the film industry. Their opinions or beliefs are not representative of true talent or proper cinema. Research is optional and even discouraged since they find it to be, and I quote, useless nonsense for the academy. Keep in mind that if you are trying to avoid spoilers, you are not in the right place. If the boys have seen the movie, it is assumed that everyone has. Sit back, relax, have fun. If you cannot currently do that, do whatever you want, just enjoy the pod. These are... <laughs> it's, no, it's a heater. It's gonna work. It's gonna work. We're gonna use it every episode. Yeah, we have to. We'll just play it. Yeah. Well, I try it. Oh, Wav can't be played on an iPhone. How, oh, did, they, wow. how did they play it? Wow. Like okay, whatever. Anyway, uh, that's the new fucking intro. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Real Talk. It's episode eight, and you we're know standing what I up. Fucking now. hate <laughs> already. It's eight point five. You know why? Because 8 was so shit, we had to be like, dude, can't deliver things like that. We canned the episode. We recorded the episode this morning, hated it, then we said we have to do something better, and and uh, yeah, here we are, trying yeah. to do something better. Uh, we're standing up now, hopefully it makes a difference. Yep. Um, bringing a little bit more energy on our own feet, and uh, it was a big fucking weekend. We have topics, we have a lot of them, we spoke about them in episode 8, we're going to come back Episode 8 that we recorded that you might never hear. Yeah. But we're going to do it again. 8.5 until the end of time. We're, we're doing it again. Next episode, 9.5. No. <laughs> we're not jumping in 0. 0.5 increments. Um, episode, headline topic, I think it's the biggest topic of the week so far. We have three movies that came yeah. out. The most important one, obviously, being uh, what Marvel does, and that is the Marvel, Marvels. Marvel, the thing. MCU cooked. Some people think it cooked up a shit fucking McDonald's most, meal. Yeah, exactly. And other people think it cooked up triple A <laughs> beef. polarizing meal ever. Oh, fucking gotta be like one in of the Like in the menu, most... you either kill or be killed. It's like Same one of the most pol- polarizing movies the MCU's ever put out. And it's Even here. more than that, Marvel as a whole is polarizing these days. Oh yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're all like, at this point, It's not even because of good reasons. It's just because people are so fucking mad. <laughs> people are that, mad, for sure. <laughs> but they're going in, they're walking in the theater, they're like, I'm either gonna... Suck their dick, or That's just, crazy. <laughs> or just like crazy. die. Marvel dicks. <laughs> um, aside from that, we have the Killer that was released. That's yep. a Fincher and Fassbender. We have the Holdovers was released. That's Alexander Payne and Paul Giamatti. What else we got? We got some trailers. We got Madam Web. We have the Garfield trailer. Sony's cooking, and we have the news out of A twenty four, which is the Darren Aronofsky biopic of a person that we will name later because if you haven't seen it it's pretty funny but back into what we were talking about initially the marvels is out that's brie larson tenyana paris iman valani at the hands of nia da costa in the mcu they cooked up a new superhero movie what do we got we got somewhat something that people really can't stand you said it earlier you said that people are can't relax like they're just shitting on this thing uh, it's unbelievable the amount of hate this movie. I don't get it. Sixty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes holding steady. Like, let's forget all the critical like reviews for a second. Since when are people walking in the theater watching a superhero movie expecting Scorsese level of greatness? Well, here's my thing, right? The MCU has given you so much good shit throughout your entire life. Not you, but the people. Yep. Like, since 2008, they've given you Iron Man, Captain America, The Avengers. The Avengers movies are amazing. All memorable. 
Oh, crazy. Now you're reaching a point where they have to try to build that back up. Like, you're going to go through a couple Iron Man 2s before you hit, like, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. That's the most factual thing I've ever heard. You know, you got to go through a couple oopsies before you get to the yay, you know? The problem is people are calling them oopsies for the, like, last three years. Yeah, but give them a fucking break, no? Yeah. So people are flaming this movie. They're saying it's got the the most forgettable villain the MCU's ever made. Can't, For that, dis- can't disagree with, with you. Love and Thunder. No, it's Christian Bale. Yeah, I know, but they killed that villain so quickly. Yeah, he was kind of ass looky. It was a wasted performance. Yeah, wasted performance. That's true. Um, the MCU is at a current place where they have to try to get back to where a point where they have a stranglehold on people. Problem is, it's hard to do that when people are tired of you. Mm-hmm. And the MCU currently just stands at a point where you're making movies and there's nothing wrong with nope. them. But you're going to get nitpicked to death. The rela- relationship between the audience and Marvel right now is like a relationship. Love and hate. Yeah, love and hate relationship where they've been together for too long. They just need a break. Like, love, give them a six-month break. The relationship between Marvel and the audience right now is like your relationship with cocaine. <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> like, <much. laughs> like, how like, did he know me so well? You want it all the time, but you know it's not good for <laughs> you. And then you go in there like, well, I fucking hate you. I'm kidding. Still, I'm kidding. Feed no, me. I'm kidding. No one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one does cocaine no one you say no nope, not me not you i don't think <laughs> anyway moving on uh the mcu yeah it's a it's in a stalemate with itself it feels like it, it they're making these movies and these movies are not bad i saw the marvels i thought it was very funny pretty well done like the academy's gonna shit on it but fuck the academy exactly <laughs> so like we're not the academy no we're not Who the academy cares? honestly you take your kids kids will probably find it funny hundred percent. You can go on a date night to see the Marvels. That's how funny. That's the, the most movie. safe date night ever. Probably not. Probably go see like a rom com. I know what you could go see on a date night. You can go watch the holdovers. The holdovers. We'll get into it later. Yeah. Anyway, MCU right now, you gotta you're stuck because you got like a character like Captain Marvel who's leading your movie, who is the worst lead in MCU. And it's not Brie Larson's fault. No, it's she's great. Ca- it's I the love Brie Larson's fault. It's like she she's was you, casted too, into a role that is. Shouldn't even exist, in my opinion. The problem is, like, having Captain Marvel is like having a plus four change color when you're playing Uno. Like, if you put her down, there's a good chance you might win this game. Exactly. Like, that's what you got when you're playing. Like, Mm -hmm. she's the ace high. She's the... She's She's a Superman of Marvel, literally. She she has no kryptonite. She has no fucking kryptonite. Yeah, no. So, but the problem is, like, you have her, but she also has no personality. Like, this movie, all the heart and soul that this movie has... Comes from uh, you want, you're holding a wire. Do you want yep. it? I'm, I'm holding it in my hand. Okay, it comes from Iman Valani's Miss Marvel. She's the best part of this movie. She is funny. She actually has heart. She's the only one who seems to care about this movie. Not that Brie Larson doesn't care. She cares, but there's nothing for her to do the show that she and cares. And we already know from like interviews and what she says that she's kind of tired of like. <coughs> Bless you slash Tustus. Yeah, excuse me. Um, she's tired of the way that people perceive her as a, like a, an actress that doesn't do shit. And that's not her fault. It's because the role she's playing in and she was casted into is kind of shit. Yeah. S- speaking of kind of shit, um, Nick Fury is put in this movie played by Samuel L. Jackson. Um, my guy is a meme. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I fucking loved it. I fucking thought it was hilarious. The people on the other people hand. People hated it. People, like I said, people have been toasting this movie. There's nothing good that you're going to get 
from the from the when I say people, I don't mean Rotten Tomatoes. It has a sixty-five. That's a pass. Sixty-five, mm-hmm. great grade in my book. But uh, <laughs> see that it's the like, people, the happy. It's the people that uh, are on YouTube. So I'm talking like no, I like these people. Mm-hmm. I like. I'm not sending shots, but I'm talking about the you know you got the Jeremy Johns and you got the Tyrone Magnus and you got the fucking Chris. But it's Scott kind of Finch. their job to be like. Mm. Yeah, but give yeah, a come on. Bro. No, but Loose come on. Enough. They have a choice between you know. Trying to like give some sense into the reality of the stuff or getting shitted on on the comments. I would, like, they don't want to be full on fucking debauchery. No, they can't go like we're doing right now, standing <laughs> up in a closet recording. Yep. <laughs> in the dungeon. Fucking yeah. <laughs> I I love the fucking. I I honestly I got I got a good kick out of the Marvel out of the the Marvels. I mm. I thought it was very very funny. The jokes to me landed more often than they did not. That's a big shtick that the people have. They're like, this movie tried to be so funny, but the jokes didn't even land. I'm sorry if you're not able to be funny. Loosen up or something. Exactly. <laughs> like, have just laugh a bit. Like, I, there's a whole bit that's dedicated to uh, the cats. Mm-hmm. Remember Captain Marvel? Yeah. The cats eat the humans. They bring them back to Earth. That's a whole bit in this movie. Hilarious shit. People hated it. They were like, it's so stupid. Dude, it's the funny. Marvel movies are stupid. Duh, superhero movies are stupid. Duh, dumb, dumb. <laughs> People are like, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Don't even go after my guy, Captain Marvel. Like, They're so serious about it. They're walking in the theater with no popcorn, staring at their fucking <laughs> screen, being like, mm, I'm about to witness like, greatness. I, I didn't realize you were here for a fucking thriller drama, but it loses. Yes. The, the Marvel movies have never been made to be taken to a point where it's like you're going to lose sleep over them. 100%. But these people appear to be losing sleep over the fact that they don't find them that they're so good. They're so engage in the hate that to them it's a game it yeah, has no hate be... on shit no more uh, no, how about that just like don't hate on things anymore just be like it's not for me if you don't like it don't go see it stop watching marvel yeah. how about that mm-hmm. what, are you waiting for them to bring back robert downey jr newsflash he fucking died yes, tony stark sir. is dead they're not they're the same people back. that are complaining on every single thing that ever exists let's be honest like because the hater is always me, louder than the majority of people yeah so that's the problem that's my problem with this movie is that the hate for it is coming through way more strong than the actual love for it like mm-hmm. the praise i'm not saying that i i'm gonna die on the hill that the marvels is the greatest mcu movie ever not even close it's in the bottom tier i gave it a 7.3 don't get me wrong it's not great but, it's but give it a break. It's it's a fun movie. Yeah. It's it's a fun night. It's a you go on a Saturday night. Bring the missus if she likes superheroes. Sit down and watch it. It's fun. It's nothing same. wrong with it. I'm gonna read. We should read some. I want to read some letterbox <laughs> reviews. I want to find people who like it, people who hate it. Before we head into our other movies, you that are go made, ahead because I already have a few saved. They're up. made to be taken more seriously. The other movies. Photos. I even screenshotted it because it made me laugh. <laughs> okay, mine goes like this. Okay. This guy on Letterboxd gave it a 3.5 and said, we should all feel blessed that... that oh, no, it's not the same one. I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you, look at the, you look at the killer reviews. Yeah, coming up. I was like, man, I'm on it. I already got prep done. Like, see, like, like this is how I feel about this movie. Uh, somebody gave it a three and a half stars and said, oh, boy, the incels are really going to hate that song, Planet. And I'm like... You couldn't be more right. There is a scene in this movie that involves Captain Marvel and her two other Marvel friends traveling to a planet where all you can do is sing to each other. Is that funny? No, not really. It's it's kind of stupid, to be honest. That's the part of the movie I was like, okay, this is kind of, you're pushing it. But does it really bother you that much? It lasts five minutes. Who cares? People are flaming the movie off a five-minute scene. Crazy. 
The movie's two hours long. Suck it up, Buttercup. Watch the cat eat people. It's funny. <laughs> like, I don't know. What'd you find? I found uh, a guy or a gal. I don't know. Four stars said, fuck the noise. I had fun. That's all that matters. Yes. What well, I got I got one right here. I got one right here. Uh This is me. This is literally me. It's uh Jane You're Ryan Gosling. Literally me. What? It's, you never understand that meme. It's oh, crazy. oh, you literally <laughs> okay, me. Okay, okay, whatever. Uh this kid this Jamie on Letterbox said I had so much fun. It's not without its flaws. I was especially let down by the villain. Don't get me wrong. 100% right. Villain. villain shit. Don't even remember her name. <laughs> But Brie, Tayana, and Iman are perfect together. That is true. Although Captain Marvel and Brie Larson don't really have much going on, Iman Vellani does so much for the three of them together. It's elite pairing. So you're telling me that a character is so poorly written that you need three other people in order to make two. it full? Only two, two other? To make it a full character? Not a full character, like a full team. It actually looks better. Captain Marvel fits better as a teammate than a solo character because there isn't much to her... They don't explore her character in a way that gives her much to do. Is it what they but were the trying to do with the Eternals? Make it bigger. Like because the Eternals basically are the Eternals just a bunch of shallow characters that hang out together. Yeah, but that's the difference between the two movies. Maybe they're shallow. While in that movie, as you said, they're not shallow. It just works. See right here, right here. Right, you got heat. There are two sequences in particular I love that the haters are gonna hate. I bet money that's the song planet and the cats eating the humans. Uh, apparently this... that scene as you told me earlier like they, there was like classical music playing as they were eating the humans like what the it's elite there's like an opera song playing as humans are running away from the cats that are trying to save their lives the cats are trying to save them uh, the same dudes who cried about Megan the Stallion's two second She-Hulk cameo are gonna act like little bitches about this <laughs> fuck them <laughs> I if love you ain't it. ready for that life, get out of I here. I love it. I know people are worried about homework, and while I think watching Miss Marvel will 100% homework. homework before watching the movie, people believe that you have to do homework before watching a Marvel movie nowadays. Since I when? have not watched a single Disney Plus show. Who cares? I watched it. Uh, that's not true. I watched Homework's WandaVision. Homework's so overrated. <laughs> I know people are worried about homework, and while I think watching Miss Marvel will 100% enhance your experience, you'll still be able to follow along. Secret Invasion does not matter at all, which is honestly hilarious. They dropped the ball so hard on that one. Um, the end scene made me scream, but the mid credit scene made me scream with exclamation marks. How does it close? Why are you screaming in the movie theater? <laughs> no, but like, what, what's the the end of credit scene? The Oh, the end scene made me scream, but the, end, the, the mid credit scene made me scream... Uh, Okay, the end scene is involves Miss Marvel uh, trying to recruit Hawkeye's disciple there, Haley Steinfeld, the girl, yeah. Kate Bishop. The mm, yeah, 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 boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. She's trying to recruit her to make a team. Mm -hmm. That's how it ends, which is pretty cool. Basically, it's the Power Rangers. Yeah, they're moving Marvel forward. Style. Marvel's moving forward. They're on the right path. And then the mid credit scene is... Basically, the movie involves um, Tenyana Paris, ca Captain Rambo. Mm -hmm. She ends up having to go into space, and the, she closes up one of those uh, space portal holes. Yeah. And she ends up on the other side, so she's in another universe. Mm -hmm. And in the universe, she gets picked up on like a spaceship, and it's Beast who's treating her. In beast? The, like, in like a like hospital. Like Beast, the blue Beast? or Like, like X-Men's Beast. X-Men's Beast. It's fucking sick. I was like, this is cool. Beast is here. The Marvel's doing something right. Uh, the little girl at the beginning of the show told you spoilers, so don't you come bitching at us. I told you. <laughs> the little girl told you. Um, you know, this girl uh, says, uh, see it in theaters, don't let the ladies flop. And then she uh, made an edit that says, I saw it again. 
And she said she enjoyed it even more the second time because she finds it to be so rewatchable. She's crazy to go pay twice for a ticket to uh, see she, Marvel. I think it's a... She, uh, is, it, is it a girl? Jamie? Yeah, Jamie's a woman. The individual is uh, crazy. She said it's a very... She, she appears to be a big Marvel fan. Yeah, but regardless, the fact that you pay twice to go see the Marvel... What did she give it on... on yeah, I like her review though. Shout out to Jamie. Yeah, no, I'm Letterboxd. not concerned about her review. I'm concerned about the fact that she spent twice the amount. Well, you some movies for. are worth spending. I've, I've I've spent money twice to go watch a movie twice. You spent twice the amount you would have taken to watch a movie on a seven point three. No, I went to. I, I wouldn't actually. If I went out and I was like going to see a movie casually, I'd go watch the Marvels again. Yeah, casually fun. Casual fun doesn't. Yeah, mean... but you wouldn't go alone. Then. Like it, no, I wouldn't be... go back by myself. No, 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 no. It has to be for a social. But any Marvel well, movie any, kind of Any time you go back to a movie by yourself, if you went to a movie the first time alone, which I do a lot because I got to watch movies. Yep. I watch movies by myself all the time. If I had to go back again alone, I'd be sad. Oppenheimer is an movies, exception? No. Not even? No. Oppen- like, I love Oppenheimer. I was wouldn't go see it twice alone. Fucking, okay, well, you can get away with going to see the movie by yourself one time. Yeah, but you, you saw it was us first we were a group yeah we so were a nice count? group it was a nice group no but does that count if you were in a group prior and you want to go see it again alone no i think that's fine it's probably fine okay, so i'm you... saying you can't go see the same movie alone twice okay that's weird mm-hmm. yeah like, if you weird. go by yourself don't go At alone don't again. Go to the same like theater. if you go by yourself yeah don't go to the same theater. <laughs> like nothing worse than going back to the same theater and the guy the guy at the ticket stands like oh it's the like you didn't you didn't get it the first time like this is the marvels it's not fucking fucking zodiac what are you doing you want to see the singing scene again (coughs) oh fucking crazy anyway uh speaking of zodiac um i just mentioned it uh david fincher yep back and ready to attack yep his movie the rhymes (laughs) his movies uh, went to festivals all summer it's coming out uh, came out to Netflix this weekend. Yep. Uh, I'm talking about The Killer. Michael Fassbender stars in the leading role. It involves... Um, uh, it's People. About a, it's about a killer. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, killer. I wish there was more to say about this movie. This is a movie I liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a movie that is pretty good to me. But... but it's about a killer. And that's a... Killer kills people. And when it's the only thing that this movie is about, it's not so killer. <laughs> that's, a, that's about it. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. Uh, no, but to be fair, <laughs> to be fair. Let's say, like, let's get the good things all of the way first. I gave it, it stunning. I gave it, it 8.6. Yeah, but it's stunning. I gave it 8.6. Already there. Because it's really good at what it does. Yeah. But again, the ceiling is not high. No. You're, you're maxed out at yeah. one point. You're using... You... But the problem is that you're maxed out with what you have, but yep. you have a director who's so much better than, mm-hmm. than that. But again, it's if the scope of the project is not that high. Because to me, a movie that was at festivals and debuts to the wide public on Netflix... But Netflix has been look... buying. Netflix has been buying. Netflix got money. They got deep pockets. They fucking raised the subscription prices. <laughs> they... And they cracked down. If you, have, you ever, have you tried? Oh, no. I, like... So, like, I'll use my I'll yeah, use Netflix they, account on another house, mm-hmm. and I try to log in, and mm-hmm. it's like, this TV is not your TV. Is this what you want to do? Like, do you want an email? Do you have to confirm it? Is this your TV? Is this really your fucking TV? <laughs> I paid for the fucking subscription. Get no, they don't care. Raise the prices. Make sure no one gets it. 
That way we can buy more You're movies. You're tracking like the by IP. We want to buy more movies exactly. like the killer. I'd be glad to have a VPN sponsorship right now. But you know what? Doesn't happen. Okay, we're buying more Glass Onion movies. Deadass. They made uh, Benoit Blanc, the legend, my hockey character. Incredible <laughs> <laughs> stuff. He's on the back of your jersey, Benny yes, Blanco. Uh, no, they signed fucking money. They've been signing contracts. And so I'm not surprised if they have Fincher as the killer. The problem with the killer to me is that it's not a deep movie. Not at all. It's surface. Like, is it is it thrilling? Yeah, I find it very intense. It's pretty exciting. Michael Fassbender, mm-hmm. fucking excellent. That movie suffers. Right, what are you doing? Me? No, not you. Like, what are you? What are you okay. doing? What is the movie doing? Exactly. You're, you're like, standing was, in front of me. I see what you're doing. Okay. What I was about to say was before I was rudely interrupted. God, don't bitch. <laughs> was uh, that this movie would have benefited from the same format that Wes Anderson adopted for his short stories on Roll Dolls? So you think I Fincher should have made a 22 minute short film? I think because this movie is split into acts. And there's like three big acts and small sub-acts. Like four chapters. Yeah, four chapters. They actually label the chapters. Each chapter should have been its own small movie. If you give me the first chapter, which is... when You would have gotten a miniseries. Would have been sick. I would have loved it. It would have been much more digestible. And you, it would have built the tension. Because when you get two hours of the same thing, which is essentially what it is, you get the same subplot, the same progression where guy tries to kill someone, either fucks up, or succeeds, mm. repeat four times. Because that's pretty much what this movie is. It's like yeah. four different contracts. Mm-hmm. And if they would have split it... But it's it, not It's not four different contracts. No, no, no. It's, it's four kills, four targets. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And it follows a linear story. Mm-hmm. If it would have been a miniseries of like varying length, mm-hmm. I think it would have gotten from me at least a 92. Because the problem that I had with that movie was not so much that it lacked a quality or substance. It's that it's... For it to tell the story it wants to tell, it has to be bland mm-hmm. because there's no variety. And well, that's the whole point. It has to be dry. It's deadpan. Yeah. And Fassbender answers the call. Mm-hmm. Like this, he The movie calls for him to be cold, deadpan, yeah. no emotions, no, no, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing intense. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't deliver at that level, he's not acting. Like no. he kills it. Like mm-hmm. he is so good at being so cold. Yeah. Blood, like cold blooded, really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but imagine, like, let's put it that way you got the first scene because basically what happens the first scene, he, he misses his shot. Yeah, the movie revolves around him missing mm-hmm. and the collateral imagine of the clients. And he his... misses, stops right there. First episode done. You don't know what's about to happen. Episode two next week. I would have been on the edge of my seat waiting every single fucking day to learn what's yeah, next. Yeah, but the problem is you got a director like Fincher who's a seasoned veteran in terms of acting. He's not... His goal in life is not to no, that make Fincher you is the, feel is not like... the actor. A director. Yeah, I, guess I heard actor. Oh, my no. bad. If I said actor, I made a mistake. His goal is not to make you uh, watch a miniseries. He's a filmmaker. He's made great movies. There's no question about it. My problem with this movie is, to me, like I see what you're saying in terms of making it digestible. That's pretty much taking the product that you already have and cutting it up in a mm-hmm. way that makes it easier to watch. Better, maybe, yep. as an experience. My problem is that even if you cut it up, there's some things that this is missing to make it like a, a perfect story. He has no heart. That's Not what, literally, but that's the point. But he literally never shows anything that makes you feel like he's a person. Except at one time. Yeah, he uh, yeah, emp- he's empathetic one time. One no, at the end, end, end. Oh, that too. Like that's the one point where I was epilogue. actually yeah, the epilogue. Yeah, the epilogue where not not the epilogue like before the epilogue when he walks into the pent- the guy's penthouse, 
and he has a choice of whether killing him or just walking out. I don't think out. he was ever going to kill him. I think he was, because the thing is, his, like, arc, sort of, was that I'm going to kill every single person that knew that yeah. they were going to go after me, mm -hmm. but those that didn't know, I won't. And if you realize, if you like think about it, yeah, every single guy that, that stays alive. Maybe this movie's not as shallow as we thought it was. No, it's like, but that's that. Like, because that guy in the end is the one that called the kill, but he didn't know he was calling for him to be killed after since he missed his shot. Yeah. And if it wasn't for that, the fact that he said it to him, we have no problem. Nothing's going on here. I just never knew that that yeah, was yeah. the thing. It was like, okay, fine, I get it. We both got fucked up. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. And for me, when that happened, I was like, oh. Great, I like it. I, I, that was the first time that the movie showed a different mm -hmm. way of him doing something. Yeah. Aside from that, it's him traveling from around the world, place to place, killing somebody, and uh, renting cars from Enterprise or Hertz. <laughs> Facts. The amount of cars that were in that movie. I have rented a, I've rented a fucking car from Enterprise. If I knew it was this easy to lie, bruh. <laughs> bruh. I, the, the, okay, so the My name's Jimbo Jimbo. <laughs> I'm from Kentucky and uh, I'm 36 years old. Essentially, Fastbender in this movie has no name. His name is the killer because you see him go through millions of identities. I love, I actually love how he keeps the roller decks of all the clients mm -hmm. and he just rips them up as he kills them. Yep. It's, it, there's little touches of this movie that kind of show the character that you're dealing with, but they never really dive into him as a human he's just pretty much a, a killing machine yeah, but that's because he doesn't let himself be seen either no that's he, true the only time you kind of see and it's not really true is the scene with tilda swinton where he's he, talking that's the only part where he's like actually having a conversation mm -hmm. with somebody but even then he says like three words yeah because <laughs> tilda swinton does all the talking because mm. basically what happens in that movie she's is good that, actually oh, she's really great i love tilda swinton mm -hmm. a legend she's solid yep fucking solid can't complain no a real legend <laughs> fucking stud Dead ass. <laughs> dead ass. <done>. <laughs> Tilda Real dead ass. Top done. G. Yeah, she's pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I, unfulfilled is the word that comes to mind. I I enjoyed it. Like I said, eight point seven. I think eight point six or eight point seven. Anyway, it's not posted yet because I've been sitting on it. But. Which means you can do whatever you want. You can change the score if you want. I'm gonna post it. Yeah, yeah. I I still stand on eight point seven. I think this was some of the coolest action. For like a thriller, I've mm -hmm. seen in a bit. Yeah, like there's that one compared to Reptile. Oh, Reptile was hot garbage. Reptile was horrible. So when I th that's a good comparison actually, because you get like these uh, these uh, the gloomy killer feeling. thrillers, yeah. and the killer is way better than Reptile, which is another Netflix product. Yeah, uh, this movie's way better. There's mm -hmm. no question, and the action in this movie is better. Like when he's fighting Maui from Moana in, yep. the, in, the, <laughs> <laughs> in the Florida house. Bro, he was, was expecting a song break off. Like, he's starting to punch him. It's like, it was, I'm on the water. He was great. He was great. Uh, like, and you have the first, that was the first time I was like, okay, the killer can actually die. Because, like, if he doesn't have a Glock in his hand, he can get messy. If man doesn't have the blicky in his right hand. Luckily, he got the blicky. That's how he ended yep. the fight. But it was, I was actually a cool scene. And I love when directors do fight scenes in silence. As in, all you hear is the what you would hear in the building. Yeah. Like, there's no music. Because that boom, scene back, hits back. so much harder. No music. Like, you mm -hmm. hear the sound of the big Samoan Florida man getting tossed through tables by Fassbender. And it's sick. Granted, Fassbender also gets tossed through tables. Yep. It was like a big WWE show. I loved it. And the dog was all about it. She was barking and shit. Yep. I was like, this is a great scene. I love this. And I was captivated from there on out. It's just a movie that you feel like could have done a little bit more in terms of some of the story. Mm -hmm. Granted, it does a lot of things well. I mm -hmm. think Fincher 
didn't and do the fact that you gave it an eight point seven, eight point seven, and I would agree with that score. It's still commendable. Like I get very good on his test. It's just because you have a story that actually feels bigger than mm-hmm. what's actually happening. Or like this movie, it is what it is. Like whatever mm-hmm. it's showing you, is what the movie yeah. is. There's not more to do to it. It's it. That's it's a, it. It's You've the maxed perfect it out. Novel. As I said earlier in the in the, the failed 8, recording, eight point zero. I, I, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, you called it 8.0. <laughs> I'll call it 7.5. It was actually 7.5? Yeah, it was a fuck up. This is the real 8. We're going to run with this. The 7.5 is related to the last one. All right. Well, you know what? 8, eight take 1. This is take okay. 2. Anyway, I called it, like, you have Fincher, who is a cape... Like, picture if directors were in the NBA. And you have Christopher Nolan, who at this point... If Scorsese's Michael Jordan, I'll be nice and call Nolan... Uh, Steph Curry yeah Steph Curry very good at what he does no gene like no stud actually you know what scratch that Scorsese would be LeBron James King James because longevity could be second greatest of all time could be the GOAT depending on who you look at second you have Nolan who could be Steph Curry Fincher is still a great fucking director he reminds me of like a Luka Doncic type of like I'm calling him Luka Doncic okay fuck the age I'm not saying the age I'm saying in terms of it's a Dirk Nowitzki like, okay, if you go top 10 NBA players, Luka Doncic is in there. Kevin Durant is in there. Fair. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fincher's in there in terms of top 10 active directors. So when he goes out there and he drops 15, uh, 15 points and 8 rebounds or 8 assists, whatever, depending on the size. Um, it's still almost a triple-double. It's not bad. It's not a great night. It's a good night. Solid night. So you 15, your, 8, and 8, I won't complain about You it. probably got your team to dub. Yep. That's how it felt with Fincher. Because man could have easily come out, drop 40 points, get fucking 26 rebounds, mm-hmm. and 46 assists. And still lose. <laughs> but instead, he played for the team. Instead, he got, the dub, he got the dub tonight, and he did what he had to do and win. Solid movie. 8.7 out of Fincher is the killer. Uh, movie that is better than the, both of them. Like, I feel like uh, we're actually going up in score here. Yep. The Marvel <laughs> 7.3, The Killer 8.7, and now we get to The Holdovers, which I have yet to grade, but I feel like I'm inching closer to a fucking high score yeah and the more you talk about it the more i watch the trailers the more i look back on the conversation i'm so eager to go watch it it's a shame that i can't tonight (laughs) Uh, heartbroken stuff holdovers is a movie that has been circulating through festivals it was popping similar to the killer which went through festivals as well the marvels didn't go through festivals (laughs) but the killers did and the holdovers has been popping from the jump. Like people have been keen to this movie for a bit now. It's Alexander Payne directing it. Um, he reconnects with Paul Giamatti, which they haven't been together since the movie Sideways. What a legend, Paul Giamatti. Pa- love Paul Giamatti. Oh. Paul Giamatti slides into this movie. He is coming off his series Billions, and I couldn't tell you what else he's been in lately. I know he was stuff. in show. He, he was working. He was in Showtime's Billions, that's for sure. Anyway, he's back in this movie. He's in the starting role. It is nice to see Paul Giamatti in a starting role. Uh, he's doing it with... Is it Dominic Sessa? Yeah, name? I think it is. I don't want to miss it up. Uh, I'm going to actually Google it because he deserves praise. Yeah, so... Well, I know I know it's a Divine Joy oh, Randolph. Oh, yeah. Essentially, let me explain the plot of the movie because it, it's passed under the radar. Even though I mentioned you that I saw... Dominic you, Sessa. You, Dominic Sessa, yeah. So when I mentioned it to you, you said that you had no idea what it was about. Yeah, until I watched the trailer and realized you, I saw the trailer Yeah, before. you see the trailer. If you've been to a theater in the past, I don't know, three months, you've seen the trailer for it. Regardless, let me refresh your memory because it's not as popular as The Killer and it's definitely not as popular as The Marvels. Essentially, The Holdovers is what happens when you have students that live on a campus full-time and it's Christmas break and they have nowhere to go. 
they have to stay on campus. And so they have A bit to... like in Harry Potter 1. Yeah, fuck that. Anyway, <laughs> you have you have one teacher who has to... removed every single Harry Potter lover on yeah, here. Yeah, fuck them. Anyway. Uh, the Academy would agree. You have, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I stand with the Academy. <laughs> fuck Harry Potter. But fuck the Academy too. Um, so yeah, Paul Giamatti, um, he plays a teacher at the school. And he's asked to stay behind on Christmas leave. Uh, Christmas break, I'd say. No, it's not asked. He's forced because he lost the draw. No, he didn't lose a draw. If something happens, the teacher's supposed to do it, then he says that his mom's sick, but he's lying to the professor, to okay, the dean okay. to get out of it. And they ask him to do it because they say, he says, the guy's reasoning and goes, I know you weren't going to go anywhere anyway. So anyway. Might as well do that. Yeah. I'll be paid. <coughs> Fucking coughing today. Wait. <coughs> a real highlight reel right there. Is it right, done? Good. I think so. Anyway, Paul Giamatti's asked order? to stay behind. No, I'm all right. Paul Giamatti's asked to stay behind. He is the teacher. Uh, grumpy man. Asshole. Like, everybody's had a neighbor like him before. Like, it's, like in Matilda? Like, the dad? Fuck, I've never seen that movie either. What? I don't like these movies. Oh. <laughs> anyway, you're dealing with Paul Giamatti. They're making a remake. Also, like, I'm not watching fucking Matilda. You're dealing with it Paul... breaks G- my heart. You're watching Paul Giamatti. <laughs> you believe in Matilda. I'm calling him Paul Giamatti. You you got Paul Giamatti, and he's there, and um, he's the teacher. He's bitter. He's grumpy. He's old, but he's not really old. He's only 56 in his 50s. He looks like he's pushing 60 in the movie. Uh, he has to stay with these kids. Really, there's only one kid by and the, the 10-minute mark. Not real kids. Like, they're grown up. No, well, they're like 15, 16. No, they're, they're supposed to be high schoolers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's staying with high schoolers. Uh, in the dorm and they can't stand him granted he he's can't stand them either he is an asshole uh funniest one of the movie opens up it's in every trailer this clip where the kid's sitting in his chair and he just gets handed a paper that says f and the kid goes i don't understand and the teacher and the teacher paul giamatti he goes that's that's very apparent and the guy's like i can't fail this class and he's like don't sell yourself short. I think you can. That's the that's the attitude you're getting. You're getting like an asshole teacher who's by the book, who does who believes that kids are like nuisances, and that believes that he's gonna bully them into the ground. Like one of the whole complexes that involves him staying home for Christmas and being nominated is because one of the top funders of the school, uh, who pays for the school to stay open, Paul Giamatti failed the kid's son. Sick. F- failed the guy's son. He failed him. And the guy was like, uh, the dean of the school was like, you would think you would pass the guy whose son, uh, you know, you think you would pass the guy whose father is the biggest donor to the school. And he's like, other teachers in this establishment would do that, but that's not me. <laughs> he's just an ass. Anyway, he stuck with this kid, Dominic Sessa, because uh, I said five kids. There are five kids until for about 10 minutes, because then they all fuck off. And there's one left, and it's Dominic Sessa. And so, essentially, you have Dominic Sessa, who plays... Um, I'm name that I can't remember. Angus. Angus. Sessa plays Dominic Sessa plays Angus. You have Paul Giamatti, who I don't know their names either. It's and Paul Hunman. What? His name is Paul. His name is Paul. Paul Giamatti plays Paul, and then Divine Joy Robinson plays Mary. Yep. That I remember. No, Divine Joy Randolph Mary. plays Mary. Yeah. Uh, you have three performances in this movie that are so fucking great, and Alexander Payne chefed when he like he cooked, like he cooked. <laughs> And he cooked us a well-balanced dish. I said this earlier in take one that we're not going to publish. But essentially, 
Um, picture a plate that is so beautiful, so colorful. Picture Ratatouille from the movie Ratatouille. So much so colorful, yeah. so tasty, so perfectly balanced. It's just a perfect plate. It's mm-hmm. a perfect dish. It's a perfect plate that doesn't let you see other plates. It's a perfect. It's that's all you gotta look at. You're focused on this, and this movie is fucking that if not more and let's not forget it's a time travel piece too in a sense that it's, it's a set... nostalgia bait yeah, you it... could almost argue but it doesn't feel that way because mm-hmm. it's set in the 70s which... set in the 70s and using a style that makes yeah. it look like the 70s uh, which is cool but it's not overbearingly and apparent like this movie could have been made without all that and it could have been set in 2016 or 2020 mm-hmm. or 2023 and there would have been no difference to the story. Yeah. Because this movie at the heart, at its core, is a story. And that's something I find very interesting. Is Some directors, <clears throat> Wes Anderson, will put style <laughs> over substance. They don't care if you if they have no story because, oh my God, look at my colors. Look at the pretty scenes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, this movie has a style. A tough style. It's pulling off the 70s. Even the sound mm-hmm. sounds like it's yeah, from it's 1970. But you're not getting... A story that is time sensitive. It's timeless. And so the story is also placed at the forefront. You're getting an emotional story. It, it is hilarious. It is sad. It is um, touching, heartwarming. I said, you know, the best way to describe this movie is that how warm it feels. Immediately from the jump, Paul G. and Matt is like, you're an asshole, but there's something likable about you. And so you invest your time into a character that does not care, but he's something lovable too. There's something lovable about him. And they're so witty. Oh, look, it's hilarious. You watched the trailer. Mm -hmm. Like, we we watched it before the pod. I still need to see it, but I'm going to ask you that question. Yeah. To me, it it gives me the same warm, fuzzy feeling that Good Will Hunting has. Yeah. And I don't know if, like, it's a stretch, but it's... It's because you have some sort of mentorship. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to see that relationship unfold between a man who has been around the block and then a, mm-hmm. a younger person who is kind of learning their way. Yeah. You have that at some moments through the holdovers. You also have scenes in the holdovers where it's like, like, uh, the guys, the apology of Matt's is like, if you do that, I'll give you a detention. And the guy's like, what do I care? I'm here with you. It's already <laughs> detention. Like they hate each other for a bit. And then eventually you, you grow to like somebody. When you spend two weeks alone with someone, you're, if you don't like them, you better learn how to like them. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jav- Divine Joy Randolph, uh, who I said is fucking amazing in this movie, she is amazing in this movie, and that the way that their relationship unfolds is in large thanks to her. She is the voice of reason for Paul Giamatti's like cold blooded like fuck those kids type of nature. <laughs> I'm like, a teacher, but fuck the kids. <laughs> pretty much how he is. He's fucking all over the place. Um, no, she's good in this movie. She's she deserves so much credit. For her performance. I see her going for Best Supporting Actress. I see Paul Giamatti heading straight into a land where he could easily be nominated for Best Is there Actress. such a thing as a debut performance? Award? Award? No, but there should be. Because that, Dominic like... Sess's debut is fucking spectacular. He's done theater work, to be fair. It's not like he's. it's his first time around the block. But this is his first feature film. I would not be surprised if we see him in a similar role going down the line where he's a kid, mm-hmm. like a younger guy. He looks old, though. Yeah, he looks really old, which is why I was like, you got to tell me what 
age they are. Because he looks like he's 26. Dominic. Like, man looks like Mark Zuckerberg in the fucking network. Like, social network. The social network? In terms of age. I don't know how old he is. Dominic Sessa. He better be over 19 or else he looks too old for his age. He has no... Look. He doesn't have a Google page. Whoa. That's crazy. He doesn't have a Google page, but um, I will say that he did a great job and I would be very happy to see him going forward. Big praise. Oh, big praise. 100%. Uh, but yeah, Giamatti, best actor. And then really, she's a so she's a showstopper and mm-hmm. she should be best supporting actress. That is Randolph. You said high score. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes has it a 9-6 and those are the snobs and they like it. But, you know... 9-6 is a good score, and the snobs like it, and it's hard to disagree with the snobs here. Like, this movie is heartwarming The Academy is onto something. Hell. I would be happy if this movie wins a, an award. Granted, if I see Oppenheimer in the award show, if I see Blackberry should be in the award shows. It's if, a Canadian movie. It should be. I don't give a it's fuck. It's a Canadian movie. It'll should, never happen. It should be for they best, hate us. best picture. They hate us. They hate us. <laughs> they hate us because they ate us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um... Uh, no, I should, I want to see Blackberry, I want to see Oppenheimer, I want to see Killers of the Flower Moon, those are all good movies in my opinion, great movies in my opinion, this movie definitely belongs in that conversation, The Holdovers does give you a warm, fuzzy feeling. I believe that, knowing you, The Holdovers might be ranked higher than Killers of the Flower Moon, It was in a, your book. I gave Killers of the Flower Moon a 9.6, I'm going to give this like a 9.8, almost a 9.9, it is so good, mm-hmm. it is so just good, and a good in the literal word of like... Mmm, mm-hmm. that's good. Like it's a movie you know, you genuinely enjoy. Oh, fucking loved it. And it's not something I. It's something I could. If it was on TV, I'd sit down and watch it again. Mm-hmm. It's not heavy. It's so. Ooh, or it's the it's same so feeling nice. that Home Alone gives you when you watch it every uh, year. Yeah, Home Alone a little different, but no, but in the sense that you, for some people, it's it, it feels like ghost. home in yeah. a way. Like you sit down, and you're like, oh, this is a homey movie. Mm-hmm. Like, put that on, fireplace, you know, sit in my crib. Just a good movie. Just mm. a solid fucking movie all around. Shout out to fucking... Shout out fucking Alexander Payne. And Paul Giamatz. And obviously Divine Joy Randolph. They fucking annihilated it. Uh, speaking of annihilating something... <laughs> Sony is on one. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Are they on one, you say? More than one. Holy fucking nut. What the fuck is going on at they Sony? They got cracker. They have no brain now. So Keep Sony going. in the animation department... I love them. Yeah. They made Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Those are two great movies mm-hmm. using the Spider-Man IP. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're fucking morons everywhere else, though. And I, this is not... I, I, I love PlayStation, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But PlayStation. Like, I like PlayStation. I, I like Sony as a company. My problem with Sony is that they're holding on to a Spider-Man IP to make live-action movies with the secondary characters that no one really gives a shit about. Uh, for instance, they made the Venom movies. They had Tom Hardy do it. That's pretty cool. The end result, though. Yeah, the first one's decent. Second one's fucking awful. Uh, what else did they do? Uh, no, actually, they're both fucking awful. What am I saying? They're, they both suck. And then, what else did they make? Out of the Spider-Man IP. The first... Oh, they made fucking, uh, Morbius. Yeah. It's Morbin time. Stellar movie. That's top ten last year. Said no one ever. Mm-hmm. I've been dying a hole. Morbius is going. garbage. 
They made Craven the Hunter. Yeah. That movie looked like fucking dog water. It got delayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're all for it's fucking. It's probably gonna be delayed forever. It should be honestly. Yeah. It should be delayed forever because we just saw the trailer for Madame Web. Madame Web's been in the works at Sony for God knows how fucking long. Sydney Sweeney and Dakota Johnson were in it. Are in it. Not were. They should. They still are. They should have ditched the role, but they're in it. Yeah, they're in it. Um, they play Madame Web, and I think one of them is gonna play Spider Woman or something. Yeah, it's it's gonna be Gwen. Sweeney. We saw her in a soup. Man, I'm not doing this. I swear, I'm not, I swear I'm not doing this. I'm not going. I'm not going I'm either. I'm not going to the fucking... I'm actually... I'm going to the theater for that, but I'm not going at the same time. I'm, I'm not, not paying for a ticket. I don't <laughs> fucking want to go, bro. I'm a fucking... No. I'm going to use scene points. <laughs> anyway. I'll make the theater pay for it. Anyway, fucking... Uh, yeah, Madam Web trailer came out this morning. Uh, holy hell, what is going on? And did you work on this through the, the writer's strike? Did you make this movie with no script? Was this just fucking improvised? Like, it what looks is going like on? it's improvised. And I love Dakota Johnson. I think she's been able to do great roles. And considering the s- fact that she was once in Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, and on the surface, when you look really loosely at the trailer, it looks like the role actually suits her. It's a it's a character that she could probably do it. She'd probably pull it off. And, and if it was a better movie as a whole, it would have let her shine through. Again, we're saying all this. The movie didn't come out yet. We're basing it off a trailer. But if you watch that trailer, you probably know what the fuck. What the like that's all I could say is what the fuck did I just watch? Mm. Like the the so essentially you have Dakota Johnson. Like I said, she's a good actress. She could do this. She could be a superhero. No question. But for those who haven't seen the trailer yet, the plot is basically there's this paramedic that tries to save <laughs> some son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> I told you you needed water. <coughs> and it's blowing right. his like lungs out. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, Dakota Johnson is a paramedic trying to save someone, yeah. and as like she saves someone, she ends up having a near death experience, and ends up being revived it's just on the fuck, spot. It's fucking stupid. And apparently, nigga, 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 it's stupid. She nigga, can time stu- travel. Bro, it's stupid. It's so stupid. It's stupid. Every time you involve tri- time travel, it's no. She downright. can see in the future. She can't time travel. She can Dude, see. She what's saw gonna in the future, and she was like, "Okay, let's do that again." She yeah, she's gonna see what's gonna happen before it happens. Okay, so she's like a visionary. She's basically Elon Musk. She's the creative director of Polaroid. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does she know about cameras? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, no, that, okay, character concept. Okay, cool, cool. Seeing Sony's future, making it. No chance. They're gonna fuck this up. They, it looks like they're gonna fuck it up. As yep. I watched the trailer, they looked so disengaged. You're wasting two great actresses, Dakota Johnson and Sydney Sweeney. I love Sydney Sweeney and I love Dakota Johnson. Don't get me wrong, but the problem is like, what the fuck are you making them do with this god awful fucking garbage? As long as it's not tied into like a live action Sony Spider Man, it won't. It, well, this is a live action technically. So, no, no they're not gonna tie it into fucking. The only they have Andrew Garfield if they ever want. I hope they don't. Well, I don't know. Marvel would have to give them access. Watch Marvel pull off some wizardry where they get to use the multiverse to bring fucking Dakota Johnson and Sydney Sweeney over. That'd be <laughs> And crazy. Andrew Garfield. Huck them all over. Yeah. Tom Hardy's Venom too. Fuck Everyone's it. in it. It's just they all get a share of the pie. Show. It's just the shit show. The, cur- the Sony Marvel MCU this uh, situation has been a shit show for a minute. And they're not making it any better. It's just nonsense. Sony be Sony. Things don't change. Not in the not in the Spider Man department anyway. No. They're willing to hang. They should bring back Tobey Maguire at that point. Like yeah, I've never even liked those movies. So I that's don't me. like them. No, I'm not a big no. fan. I'm not a big fan. The only thing funny about them is the meme. 
Pizza time. Pizza time. Pizza time. Pizza time. Yeah, uh, they cooked up another trailer. They're they're out for, they're out with two movies at the same time. Garfield came out with the animation department, and maybe this will be as good as Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Especially when you realize that Chris fucking Pratt is playing Garfield. Apparently, Chris Pratt does not know how to say no to animated contracts because he pretty much <laughs> he's literally Garfield. I know you literally think he is, but he's, he's also literally Star Lord. And you know what I hate too? <laughs> the fact that people hate the first two live action Garfield movies. The Bill Murray voice. The Bill Murray voice. Why Garfield do you like movies. those? They're fucking stupid. They make no sense. They make me laugh. It's the same kind of pleasure you get from the room where you know it shouldn't be okay, funny. Okay, you're it laughing should... at a bad movie. Exactly. Okay, but do you actually find the Garfield movies to be bad? No. Okay, <laughs> that's the difference. See, everybody who watches The Room knows it's bad. Yeah, I know it's bad. You find the Garfield movies good. Yeah, I find them for... Mildly early, entertaining. Yeah, an early 2000 piece, it gives me the same EBGBs as the first Scooby-Doo movies. Uh, okay, I get it. Like the same feeling? The fe- same feeling of this is such other nonsense. I don't know where they got their money to do that, mm-hmm. but I'm all for it. Because it'll never be over 65% in my books. Yeah. But I love that 65%. I, I will never get over the fact that somebody said, yes, let's make a live action Garfield movie. Yeah, with Bill Murray. Bill Murray voiced the gap. Bill Murray, the Ghostbusters. And then they said, we'll make a sequel. That's and they, then they made a third one. They went to London. In the, no, they oh, made that's, two. Okay, the second was in London. Yeah, Tale of Two Kitties. Sick shit. It is it yeah the Garfield movies are crazy anyway the trailer uh, it is the same kind of vibe that the mask gives me too yeah like a Jim Carrey yeah Jim Carrey kind of like over the top thing. nonsense yeah 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 you know the Garfield movie the trailer the new one by Sony Chris Pratt in the main role titular Garfield mm-hmm. I got nothing bad to say about it it's it basically looks Captain fine. Underpants but with a cat it looks fine like it's gonna be stupid it's gonna be a kids movie love them you know bring your kids i yes, guess sir. i don't know if you really like garfield that much go watch it by yourself yep i know i won't <laughs> anyway is it a proper date night movie fuck no if you're watching fucking garfield on a date night bro jump off a cliff <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> why not <laughs> no offense the only movies that are acceptable on a date night from like a garfield standpoint is like watch them like at home watch the old live action ones have a fun night like i agree if you are traveling to a movie theater you have, if you're going to watch that in a movie theater as a couple, two adults, you have to go to a late show, like a nine o'clock show. Mm-hmm. Because if you go at like one o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday, it's going to be a bunch of kids and you two are going to get questioned to be pedos. Yeah. And you do not want to be a pedo in a Garfield movie. <laughs> That's just wrong. It, it, it's fucking wrong. You say, oh my God, don't even get in me started. In a 9 p.m., you'll be the only one in the theater. Yeah, 9 p.m., so it might just be you. Movie. might just be you. And another weirdo. And somebody who used to read the Garfield comics back in the day. Who really had to see how they developed this character. Yeah, and that's if you go in the first showing. Meanwhile, me, I don't give a fuck how they developed Garfield. I forgot he exists. You got a choice between Madam Web or that. But you have to go Madam see Madam Web. You easy. have to go see it alone. Yeah, Madam Web. At least I can watch Sydney Sweeney and fucking Dakota yeah, Johnson. That's a dub. It's always a dub in my books. <laughs> Double trouble. No, I'm what? Oh. I am joking. Um Are no, you? no, I'm not. Um <laughs> What else we got on the docket? Fucking A24 cooking. Yeah. A24 was in the news like three weeks ago saying they wanted to switch to big IPs. They got one hell of a one. They got the fucking biggest IP, biggest man in the world Biggest right IPO owner. Oh, man, it don't work. It don't work, but at least I tried. 
Yeah, he's a fucking they got they got the they got the busiest man in business lately. Elon Musk biopic in the works at eight twenty four. Darren Aronofsky is set on to direct. Um, what? Wrong choice. I loved opinion. it. I loved it until I said Darren Aronofsky. Exactly. Wrong choice. Darren Aronofsky is an interesting character to me. He is responsible for movies like The Whale, Requiem for a Dream, Mother, Black Swan. Pie, Black Swan, The Wrestler. Movies that are dark. Movies that involve heavy subject matter. Movies that end with a character making an arc and especially triumphant, emotional, His sometimes arc. fucking Catholic referencing ending. What are you going to do with Elon? Easy. His character arc will be his movie finishes on the Joe Rogan podcast with his first blunt. <laughs> <He's just fucking laughs> going to twenty forever. Dunzo closes the theater. You know something? I, I believe that the Elon and Joe Rogan scene should be involved in the movie. They should, they should bring you, in Joe you Rogan. You also said that you believe Joe Rogan should be the actor in the Yeah, fucking, he should play himself. Play himself. Um, Why not? I don't know who, who you're going to get to play Elon Musk in this movie. Earlier on, we say Rami Malek. Rami Malek, yeah, you can and do he, it. It would work. And all the, it all the choices, would work, but the problem is... What the fuck is Aronofsky going to do with Rami Malek and fucking Elon Musk's life? This is going to be the most dumbed-down version of Darren Aronofsky we've ever seen in our lives, if that's what he opts to do. Like, am I crazy or what? I have no clue. It's going to be way interesting. I hope that, and I know that A24 stands on being letting directors be as creative as they can be. But I hope they stand on Aronofsky's foot this time. And they're like, no, you cannot just fucking make religious references. Because this is an Elon Musk biopic. You fucking psycho. <laughs> like, because that's what he is. That's like, honestly, like we watched The Whale. Mm-hmm. Strip away Brandon Fraser's, Brandon Fraser's performance out of The Whale. You get a movie that's just fucking weird. Yeah. So, it is a weird movie with a great Brandon Fraser performance. Take that away. You, all you got is a weird movie. Please don't make a weird movie. Although, this is Elon Musk. Like, he's not the like most conventional human being on earth. No, but it's he doesn't have a fucking life that involves him levitating out of obesity to death. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Elon, <laughs> do you ever see Elon look like that? Dude, he, his lack of sleep is troubling. We are going to see what he does. I hope they just don't do him dirty. I just hope they bring in Joe Rogan. <laughs> For something. For anything you, at all. What, what does he say, Sean? Uh, like, I love you, Joe Rogan. Yeah, Sean O'Malley. <laughs> yeah. I love. I fucking love you, Joe Rogan. I love you too, Sean O'Malley. <laughs> fucking have to bring in Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley to play Elon Musk? With the hair? Don't fucking know. Never know. You might see it. Never know. Makeup can cover up face tattoos, no problem. Easy peasy. Fucking CGI too. And people love CGI. Shout out Sean O'Malley. Man's looking at the screen. I'm looking at the time. It's 54 minutes, dude. That's fucking fire. We tried a new fucking podcast way of podcasting. Which is basically standing up. Basically standing up with a little fucking intro at the beginning, at the forefront, just to get the people excited. We had a short episode today, regardless, yep. and we decided to cut the fucking bullshit out of it. Because it was bullshit. It's bullshit. And we hope that we were still as informative and funny as we can be. We will have better topics next week. A hundred percent. This week was dry as hell. It was dry as hell. It involved movie reviews, and there's not much we could do about all of that shit no. anyway. And 
at the, this um, point, if we speak about the movie more than its actual runtime, you might as well just see it. So. Yeah, you might as well watch it. So, yeah. And yeah, next week we have Saltburn. We have Next Goal Wins. We have, oh my God. Holy shit, Nick. Get, get holy Nikes. Holy fucking fuck. We have Saltburn. Yep. Next Goal Wins. The Hunger Games. And then since it's um, American Thanksgiving, movies are coming out next Wednesday. We have Saltburn, Next Go Wins, The Hunger Game, Thanksgiving, Napoleon, Wish, all before next. That's five, six movies. I don't know how to count. I don't want to see that Hunger Game movie. Looks... We have to watch the Hunger Dude, Game. Dude, I'm going to be ranting for 10 hours. All right, but all I'm saying is that there's six movies coming up between this podcast and the next podcast. So what you're telling me is I have to save up 150 bucks in tickets. No, we'll no, we'll, no. Shit. We're gonna see. We're gonna see what we're gonna do. We're gonna have a big podcast next week, though. What are we expecting then? Go see Napoleon. That's for sure. For sure, Napoleon. Yep. 100%. When is it dropping? Uh, it's gonna be the twenty second. Twenty second, which is a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday, my dude. <laughs> I'm off on Wednesday. All right, so we the might. Problem watch... is, yeah, we record on Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah, so we'll have to go in the morning. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Napoleon's going to be watched, and we got a lot of couple of movies to watch. And so we'll be back next week with a lot more shit, hopefully a little bit more uh, fun stuff. Yeah. Let us know, if you made it this far, if the trial run of fun shit works better than conventional podcasting. Regardless, we're going to do it that way. We have more fun this way. Yeah. So, we'll so we're going to do it this way anyway. If not, let us know what you think. Yeah. Comments boost engagement. For so sure. 100%. <laughs> Thank you so much for everything and all the love. And uh, It's yeah. been Nick. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, we we supposed to sign off our names? We have the same name. It doesn't work. We have to, we have to come up with something. I'm Nick. He's Nick. Everybody's Nick out we, here. We say, uh, we say bye. We say thank you very much. Yep. And see you next week. Uh, Real Talk episode... Nine. This was, this was episode 8. 8.5. No. 9.78. Fuck the fucking... <laughs> forget the decimals. Signing off. Real Talk episode 8. Goodbye. Adios, muchachos. Yes. <laughs>